Hello and welcome to the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things transportation, anything that gets you from here to there. I'm the traffic anchor and the transportation reporter for Denver 7 News, Jason Luber. If you wouldn't mind doing a, a little review of the show, I sure would appreciate it. And of course, you can always contact me. All my contact links are in the description of the show, including WhatsApp. If you are overseas, like my next guest, because I want to talk about e-bikes. As e-bikes are all the rage right now, but they're pretty expensive, right? $1,000 for the cheap ones, two to 3000 for the nicer ones. So what if you could find a cheaper option? If you could turn the regular old bike that you already own that's sitting in your garage not being used into an e-bike? Well, that's the idea behind the Switch Kit. It's an e-bike converter kit. And joining me now all the way uh, from England to talk about how it works, how much it can save you, is Oliver Montague. Oliver graduated from Oxford Engineering Science in 2012 before going on to study accounting. He is the co-founder and the CEO of Switch Technologies, which produces these kits to turn any standard bike into an electric bike. Oliver, thanks so much for being here on the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. It is an absolute pleasure. Glad to be here. All right, Oliver, before we get into this e-bike thing, how is the new king? How's new King Charles? How's he doing? He's brilliant. Yeah, I called him yesterday. <laughs> he said he was great. He said best wishes to you and your family. Perfect. I said, uh, chat to you next week. He, he probably doesn't ride an e-bike, does he? Uh, no, but he should do because he, he is famously um, uh, very uh, keen on sustainability He's started a large number of sustainability projects and uh, electric bikes are a brilliant way of reducing your carbon emissions uh, by going further and faster uh, instead of using a car or other modes of transport. He, he probably has maybe a couple of bikes laying around in a castle or two, I would imagine. Yeah, gold, gold plated bikes. <laughs> right. Well, we'll talk more in just a bit specifically about how your e-bike kit works and the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, but I was wondering first, what made you think of making a conversion a conversion kit? Was it was it the cost of new e-bikes uh, and you thought maybe there had to be a better option or was it something else? In part, it was the cost. Um, e-bikes have always been, uh, in my mind, very expensive. Uh, and that hasn't changed much. But they did used to be even more expensive. When I was working an internship at the car maker Jaguar Land Rover, working there on electric vehicles, I would cycle to and from work every day, getting really sweaty. Uh, in contrast, my manager would cycle in a suit and not get sweaty. And the difference was the battery on his bike. Um, and uh, so I thought, well, that's great. Uh, how much? £2,000. I thought, thank you, but no. Uh, why don't I build one? Given that I'm an engineer and I'm working on electric vehicles, I'll just build my own electric bike, and that's where it all started. You know, it made me think about riding a bike in, in any kind of uh, condition, whether it's an e-bike, a motorcycle, a regular bike, a pedal bike, heck, even just a little push push scooter. If you're in places like, I know you're you're in England right now, so it's a little bit cooler there than than Houston or Miami or Atlanta, where you just step outside and you just start sweating, and it doesn't matter if you're riding a bike or not. It's going to be a little bit tougher in some of those areas if if you're going to be just outside. Doesn't matter what kind of bike you have, you're going to be sweaty in a suit. <laughs> Especially if there are hills. Yeah, and hills are very sneaky because they often don't look very steep, 
But once you're trying to pedal up them, you realize they're a lot steeper than they look. But electric power on your bike completely flattens all hills. E-bikes are obviously very popular around here in the United States. Uh, are they as popular there in the UK as they are here in the States? Uh, yeah, I think they're arguably more popular here in the UK. Um, the cycling market, the bicycle market in the UK is only about half the size of, of the e-bike market in the USA. But obviously the USA is, you know, six times bigger. So our per capita interest in cycling and, and electric bikes is much higher in the UK. Um, for obvious reasons, we're a smaller country, we have more cycling infrastructure, the reliance on cars is less. Um, and, you know, in the USA, what we see, especially from where our customers are, is that there are hotspots in California, New York, Florida, where we have lots and lots of customers. Uh, and that kind of correlates with places where the lifestyle in the city uh, kind of um, infrastructure is more compatible. Uh, and yeah, we, we have an office in New York. I was there relatively recently. And I was really impressed with the cycling infrastructure in New York, which I was surprised to find is a lot better than in London, in fact. It's just that the average in the USA is lower than in the average in the UK. And I would imagine it's the same through other parts of Europe as well, through France and through other uh, Germany and, and some of the other countries that have really made that infrastructure uh, more of a yeah. priority, right? The Netherlands in particular. Right. And uh, uh, I, I hope you don't mind me referencing another podcast, but sure. the podcast 99% Invisible did an episode about how the Netherlands came to have such great cycling infrastructure because in the 60s the netherlands was a model of the usa where everyone went around in cars and it was actually quite a progress quite a kind of step-by-step -step social movement that changed everything to the extent that now everyone has there are more bikes in amsterdam than people you know in in the netherlands everyone cycles everywhere and cars are you know much less prominent Oh, where is your largest market? Is it there in Europe? Is it in the UK? Or is it back here in the United States? Yeah, so I guess I could explain it in numbers. We uh, have almost 70,000 customers worldwide. Uh, we have 30,000 in the UK, 25,000 in the USA, and 15,000 in Canada and Europe. All right. So, yeah, it's it's nearly equal out here. It's it's that's, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. When I was looking into this conversion kit, as I'm speaking to Oliver Montague, Switch Technologies co-founder and CEO, talking about e-bike conversion kits. When I was looking into this thing, it, it reminded me of my best friend when I was growing up. He had this gasoline engine deal that he mounted to the front of his car, and it had a little wheel on it. And then you would start the engine, and that little wheel would spin, and it would be lowered down onto the front wheel of the bike. So it was rolling this way, so it would make the bike roll this way. And it seems like it would make it go, I mean, actually pretty fast. It was one of the coolest things I ever saw growing up. Uh, and that was back in the 70s. Is that basically what this e-bike kit does for me? It just makes my, my bike go in that way, or, or is it a different way? I would like to say yes, but with a big caveat, which is that what you're describing is a friction drive system. Yeah, right. And there are many electric bike friction drive systems. In fact, I think every year a new one comes out. But they, they're kind of like flash in the pan technologies. Everyone thinks it's a cool idea. They sell a few, but then the companies go away because 
it's not really a good way of driving an electric bike. It's quite an inefficient, inelegant and uh, not very powerful way of doing it. I guess if you have a high torque petrol gas motor, then it changes that. The, the, put it this way, there's, there's no el real electric bike. No one is selling an ele electric bike off the shelf that uses a friction drive. It's a terrible way of driving an electric bike. Almost all electric bikes use a hub motor, so the wheel turns itself, or they use what's called a mid-drive motor, where the pedals turn themselves. Those are the two kind of legitimate types of e-bike drive. Switch uses a hub drive, and part of the switch kit is a new wheel that you swap with your existing wheel, and it gives you a hub motor inside the wheel. So you take off your old wheel and you put on the new wheel. So what kind of a bike do I need to have? Do I need to have a, a road bike, one of the off-road mountain bikes, a beach cruiser kind of bike? What type of bike it works with, with your conversion kit? Any bike with a front wheel. Okay. <laughs> That's that simple. Any bike with a front wheel. It really is that simple. You order a kit from us. You tell us what kind of front wheel you have. We build that to order and we deliver it to you. So it doesn't matter what size it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Almost 80% of bikes in the world have the same two wheel types. They're called 26 inch and 28 inch. So most likely it's one of them. And then the other 20% of bikes in the world have all manner of different wheels. And so, um, we, so, but we offer a solution for basically any wheel. So there really isn't a better bike than another to use the kit. It's just you have a bike, you have a front wheel, boom, you yeah. can get going. And the beauty is you get to keep the bike you love. So you don't have to compromise with a over-expensive, over-engineered, overweight, heavy, cumbersome electric bike that sets you back $3,000. You're cuisine, as we say in the UK, because you already have a bike. So you don't have to buy a new bike. You've got one. That's free, essentially. All you're paying for is the motor and the battery, and that will only cost you uh, $500 from us if you pre-order. My guest is Oliver Montague. He's the Switch Technologies co-founder and CEO. We're talking about his e-bike conversion kit. Uh, so I have to order this kit. As I was looking online, I, I have to get on there and order right now and then have it delivered to me, right? Is, is there a place I can go pick it up locally, whether I'm in Canada, United States, in, in London? Well, uh, we work with couriers that you know have drop-off points where you, where you can collect. Um, we in the UK actually have about 20 shops that we're partnered with where you can get the kit fitted or you can pick it up. Um, and uh, in the USA, we only have one location currently in New York, but we're looking to expand it. But actually, the 25,000 people in the USA that have already bought a kit from us in the last five years and fitted it to their bike, fitted it themselves because it is just that easy to fit. Um, if you've ever changed the tire or the inner tube on your bike you're a qualified switch installation technician that's <laughs> okay. all you need to know how to do some people don't know how to do that which is fine yeah. you need to find a friend you know when you get a flat tire who replaces it whoever replaces your tire when you when you get flat they can fit the kit for you. That would probably be me in, my, in the case of my wife because she rarely ever picks up a screwdriver. Uh, and so I don't think she would be able to get uh, into the uh, wrenches and get into the socket set and take the front wheel off. Yeah. 
That's all. You just have to take off your old wheel and put on the new one. For some people, that's a little tricky. For others, it's dead easy. But you will always be able to find someone who can do it for you, even if that's a bike shop. And then the rest of the kit, again, is really, really simple. We have this piece here, which is the connector. And as you can see, it's got a bracket. And you just put that on your handlebars. So if you've ever put a bell or a light or anything on your handlebars, it's as easy as that. You just tighten it on. And then once you've done that, you just take the battery. This is our 20 mile range battery. And you just click it in and you're ready to go. And this cable plugs into the motor and these cables plug into your throttle or your pedal sensor to activate the power. Uh, and you have an electric bike. And then when you arrive at your destination, you just click it off and take the battery off. And then this bit stays on your bike, uh, but it's securely fastened. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can ride it without the battery. You can get on your bike anytime, ride it without the battery. It will be just like your regular bike. But anytime you want the power, you can stick the battery on uh, and ride. And it also comes with a display that allows you to change the power level. So you can have low power, high power, depending on, depending on how steep the hill is. So I, I can I can just keep pedaling my bike and then only use the electric motor when I want more of an assist, something like That's that. Right. right. If you want to save your battery, so this will do about twenty miles average usage. But if you're going on a thirty mile trip, you can just spend ten miles of it without the battery power and save it for those twenty miles that you really need it. Does the pedaling action, like in my electric car, the brakes actually regenerate some of the battery power and put it back into the battery? D does your motor from the front wheel do that as well? Uh, no, and there's a really good reason for that, which is that um, unless you weigh about half a ton, <laughs> um, there's not really any point in doing you that. Know, I, I put on some weight here, Oliver, but I'm not quite that <laughs> <laughs> There's no need to self-deprecate. You are nowhere near that. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, um, if you were carrying a passenger, you know, who, uh, or, or if you were towing a car, then yes, it would be a good idea to have regenerative braking in that case. But when you cycle, more than 80 or 90% of your power is just pushing air around. That's where it all goes. So when you brake, the amount that you could recover is very, very small because you only weigh, you know, 80 or 100 kilograms or something like that. Um, cars weigh tons, yeah. literally. Right. They literally weigh tons. So when you brake, there is a lot of energy there. But with a person, it's, you know, th there's just so little that it wouldn't be worth it. All of the energy is, is pushing the air out of the way. So, you know, if you were riding your bike on the moon with no air, uh, you would, you know, you could pedal once and, you know, carry on going. Then the only energy would be going in the tires on, on the surface, which also dissipates the next most amount of energy. So, so that 20 mile range that you said for that type of battery is really 20 miles with the throttle fully on and I'm going and I'm using it the whole time, but I can adjust that as I'm riding a little bit less, coasting down a hill, stopped at an intersection, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to use it all the time. So if I'm full on throttle, that's 20 miles. Not quite. If you're full on throttle and full on pedaling, it's 20 miles. So okay. the, the range is based on you pedaling and getting the power. Okay, so as long as you're doing 50-50, you'll get about 20 miles. But if you don't pedal at all, 
and do the throttle and it's doing all of the work, it will be, you know, between five and 10 miles. Divide by two or four, it depends. Um, but yes, if you're pedaling and using the throttle, and the difference is that it basically reduces your effort by half or more, but that's the difference between totally sweating and not sweating at all. Right. So, so another point is you're still getting exercise. It's just you're getting to your destination faster. You're getting a bit less exercise and you're getting 100% less sweat. <laughs> there you go. I know in my car, it's really the battery range is affected a lot by cold and by hot. So is that battery that's behind you there, are, are they also affected in that same way by warm temperatures, cold temperatures? Yeah. Um, the only difference, though, is you don't really... You know, you don't keep your car uh, in your bedroom, you know, or indoors, but you can keep this battery indoors. In fact, th these batteries um, are incredibly safe. You can even take them on an airplane, which is why we, we call this battery, which is the smaller model, the Switch Air. Um, so you can just take this with you, pop it in your pocket. And, and as a result, it's going to be the same temperature as you. So unless you're freezing, the battery won't be freezing. But if I go and then, outside and ride my bike, it's going to be freezing. That's what I call air cooling. So <laughs> right. every, you know, the battery will, will warm itself up gently and the outside temperature will, will help cool it down. Uh, but similarly, uh, in hot temperatures, one, one very interesting thing about our product is that it goes on the front of your bike. Yeah. So as you cycle, even in really hot temperatures, you're getting air conditioning. It's, it's automatically air cooled by you cycling through the air. So uh, it's it, it basically doesn't suffer from temperature issues. Have you, you, can, have you ever been in Las Vegas or Phoenix in July? Well, I mean, we have we have <laughs> we have customers in, we have customers in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, so you know, our, our product is all around the world. We have loads of customers in Australia. It's very hot there, um, and and yet yeah, you know. A difference between our product and many other electric bikes is it's quite a small, compact yeah. battery that is really well air-cooled by being on the front of the bike. Lots of other electric bikes have very, very big, heavy batteries that are inside the bike, and they can overheat, um, and it takes a lot of engineering to keep them cool. Uh, but ours uh, quite naturally remain cool. But it's also black in color, and as we both know, black absorbs heat more than the lighter colors that help to reflect heat but black also dissipates heat and you've got to remember that that you know the inside of the battery is separated from the outside so uh, i guess what and and the air cooling is not what's a lot uh, what i'm saying is um it's a very well designed very well engineered product and of all of the e-bike batteries in the world this is the one you need to worry about overheating absolutely the least um, and yeah, you know, people are riding electric bikes all over the place. Heat, heat isn't really an issue. Um, electronics has to get to 60 to 80 degrees Celsius, which is, I can't, I don't know in Fahrenheit, yeah. but it has to get very hot to cause a problem. So yeah, I, that, that's not a worry when you're riding on a switch kit. My guest is Oliver Montague, Switch Technologies co-founder and CEO. We're talking about his e-bike conversion kit that can turn your regular bike into an e-bike. So when you take that battery, does it have to have a special charger? Can I just use my USB-C uh, charger or, or a different kind of charger? To, so can I take it into work, plug it in, and then I have a full charge yeah. when I have to go back home? Yeah, it takes about an hour to charge, and it comes with a charger, a bit like your laptop. So it's very similar, it, electric bike, electric car, battery technology, 
is the same as laptop battery technology. It's just beefed up and more powerful. And yeah, we have it. It comes with a special charger that you can plug in. How how is it in weather? Rain? Some we we famously here in in Denver have people riding their bike in the snow, uh, or you're on a wet trail. How, how is it in the weather? Whether it's the motor that's on the front wheel or the uh, the battery. Well, they're both IP65 certified, and actually in our tests, they're the level above IP65. So, I mean, as far as I know, not not an issue. Um, I, I guess I wouldn't take one out in a hailstorm, but that's mainly because I don't want to get hailed on. <laughs> I, I don't think I would want to be out in a hailstorm because you probably have bigger issues with your head getting bashed in. Uh, <laughs> can I ever take it off? Could I, could I take it off, or is there a reason to take it off? Well... If you know what you're doing, uh, it might only take 10 minutes to install. It takes less to take it off. Um, I mean, bearing in mind that the battery uh, can click on and off yeah. instantly. This bit has just got two Allen keys to unscrew and take off. So it's pretty quick. Uh, similarly, the motor wheel. To swap the motor wheel is similar to changing your tire or inner tube. So if you had two bikes of the same wheel size and you wanted it to move from one to the other, you know, um, it would take 20 minutes or so. But part of the beauty of the kit is you install it once, it stays on the bike forever, and then you can use it as a bike or an e-bike, and the battery is instant. Is your kit designed more for a city rider or someone who wants to use it more recreationally off-roads and maybe in the countryside? Well, it's designed for everyone, um, there's not really a particular type of person in mind. It, it's been designed so it will fit on any bike. So almost by definition, it's designed so that anyone can use it on any bike for any reason. Um, it uh, is very popular for leisure and commuting for obvious reasons. Um, but our customers use it for all kinds of things. We've got customers on tandem bikes where the, you know the husband and wife go on long journeys together. We've got customers with recumbent bikes, which are the ones where you kind of sit back and pedal lying down. Um, so, yeah, the beauty of this kit is it will really go on any bike, so you can use it for any type of uh, bike or bike ride. And so when you send it to me, when I look at the box and I open it up, I'm basically just see seeing the wheel without a tire on it because I would have to put my current tire okay. onto that new e-bike wheel, right? Yeah, so if you check out our... Um, product video shot in New York, then you'll see in the middle of that video an example of uh, a customer getting a kit delivered, taking it out of the box and putting it on their bike. And speaking of your e-bike kits, I was looking at the website just a minute ago and you have a wait list. Is that a supply chain issue, something else? So I, how long does it take me once I get my name on the, on the wait list to see one of these e-bike kits coming my way? So it's uh, not a supply issue, it's a demand issue. We have too many people that want kits. So, uh, but the good news is that our summer stock is arriving in a few weeks. So uh, before the end of May, uh, you'll be able to go back to our website and see the checkout and order a kit uh, for delivery uh, in July or later, depending on uh, which delivery batch you choose. And I imagine there has to be a price difference since the wheels are all basically the same. The price difference in the kits probably have to come with the different battery sizes that you were showing me. Yeah, so uh, the prices start at around $500. 
and they go up depending on which battery size you choose, um, uh, which motor you require. There is one special type of motor which is required for small folding bikes, which costs a little extra. In the UK, there's a bike called the Brompton, which is very popular. We have a special motor specifically for those kind of bikes, which costs a little more. Uh, and we also have uh, a pre-order mechanism where you can either order a kit to have it in less than a month from our latest batch of stock that's arriving, which is limited to a specific number of kits that we have available. Or if that sells out or you want to save a bit of extra money, you can order with a delivery time of three months uh, at a little lower price. And what that does is we start making your kit now in our next batch of production and then deliver the kit later once that's completed. Are you working on longer range batteries or is there a balance between how heavy they become, how long they charge and what kind of a range that it would offer you? So, yes. So here is our 10 mile range battery. Okay. Here is our 20 mile range battery. And here is our 30 mile range battery. <laughs> buy one of each. So, you know, we don't think that it makes sense to have an enormous battery on your bike all the time because guess what the average journey in the usa is less than 10 miles so why do you need that you know if you're going to go more than 20 miles then you're likely to not actually cycle all that distance in one go unless you're going on a long cycle ride and if you are cycling that distance all in one go then you can pack an extra battery it, buying two batteries costs the same as buying one bigger battery so What's great about our system is it's modular and it keeps your bike light all the time and you you know you can just choose the battery range that you need. My guest is Oliver Montague, Switch Technologies co-founder and CEO, talking about his e-bike conversion kits. I have all his information as well as the website switchbike.com in the description of this show. Uh, are there extras to this like when I have to buy a ticket on a discount airline? Uh, I, I just buy, I, I buy the ticket, right? And But then there's extras like I have to buy the seats and I have to buy the bags and I have to buy a ticket to use the restroom. Are, are, there, <laughs> are there extras with your e-bike kit? There are some optional extras. Uh, we offer different color options that cost, uh, you know, 10 or $20 extra. We offer uh, a, a different colors of the motor wheel. We have a few different upgrade options with the display. So we have a basic LED display, a more advanced LCD display. Um, and we, we also have lots of other items available in our shop when you order like um, bike lights or toolkits. So yeah, there are lots of extras you can buy with the switch kit, but the, the kit itself does have everything you need. So you don't need to buy anything extra, but we're always getting asked by customers, hey, can you add this extra feature, what about this extra accessory? So over the five years that we've been running, we have developed a number of extra add-ons and features at the request of customers, but we don't include them as standard in the kit so that we can keep the cost of the basic kit nice and low. Uh, and the basic kit does include everything you need uh, to get on the road and ride with electric power. Oliver, this just came to me, and I'm, I'm an idea guy. Uh, and what about putting a, a little headlight, a little uh, flashlight, if you will, on the front of the battery so that you can turn it on in the dark? Yes, that is a good idea. And the previous version of our product did have that. Oh. Uh, we reduced the size from our last version by over 70%. And part of that meant cutting out some things like the light. Oh. Um, it is 
potentially go that we, we might release a new version of the kit in a year or two that's a bit bigger costs a bit more and does have the light but um our engineering philosophy is keep it simple um it's very easy to buy a bike light that goes on your handlebars next to the kit then people have all kinds of different bike lights uh some people need a headlight to see in the dark yeah. some people just need a little flashy light just to tell people they're there so uh, we decided not to integrate that into the kit as standard because it doesn't fit all needs, but we will be releasing in the future uh, a slightly more expensive version that does have it. Uh, so we'll, we'll be interested to see in a few years' time uh, when we release that what the interest is like. We have a lot of bike people out here in Colorado, and some trails, some Forest Service trails, are actually closed to what they say are motorized vehicles, and they consider a e-bike a motorized vehicle so do these bikes that are converted do you think they would qualify as a motorized vehicle and have those same limitations as a regular e-bike would on certain trails or other places i would love for someone to try that and tell them <laughs> so here is my pitch okay. okay you put this on your bike it's an electric bike you take this off it's no longer an electric bike. So just make sure you've got it in your pocket when anyone comes asking and you can say <laughs> it's not an electric bike. It's a, it's a switch bike with the battery off. That's not an electric bike. That would be, it would be interesting. Uh, have, have you sold many kits to folks here in Colorado? I would have to go and check my numbers, but I do believe that of the 25,000 customers we have in the USA, at least 1,000 are in Colorado, yeah. I've seen other conversion kits online. You can do a search for it, and, and you'll see other conversion kits. Uh, some are pretty inexpensive, especially the ones from China on Alibaba. Is that something that is where you get what you pay for when you get one of those less expensive kits? Is it um, uh, something that I, I should stray, stay away from because they are so inexpensive? In one word, yes. <laughs> The first thing to watch out for is the battery. Many of those kits look really cheap because they don't even have a battery. Okay. You then need to buy the battery separately and buying a good battery, you really do get what you pay for. If you're paying for a cheap battery, they can be very dodgy. They may not last for very long. They may even be a danger fire risk. Most of the problems that are happening with e-bike faults and, you know, serious faults are related to cheap, unbranded, quality, questionable products like that. So, yes, do be careful. My recommendation is don't buy any electric bike or any electric bike kit from anything other than a brand, you know, from a company you know based in the USA or, or another company, you know, Switch Technology Inc., our USA company is, uh, is registered uh, in Delaware. You know, we have a proper USA operation with customer service in a warehouse. Um, and we, you know, we originated in the UK. Our headquarters are here. We know how to make e-bike technology really well. Yes, I recommend you only buy from a trusted brand. Uh, where do you see this going? I, I, I imagine that this could be a model that could continue for five years, 10 years down the road. Is, is this something that you could see going long term? Absolutely. So 
the next step after you know really conquering the electric bike conversion kit market which we're doing pretty well at currently is to conquer the regular e-bike market because we uh, own the ip we have the patent for this product which is the only e-bike system in the world that will fit on any bike so that means we could develop any type of electric bike incredibly fast incredibly cheaply so whereas it might take another company hundreds of years to develop a range of 100 e-bikes we could develop 100 e-bikes in a matter of a few years and that that's what the future of the switch looks like is really expanding our e-bike system into more than just conversion kits yeah and probably longer range because i think most of the e-bikes that i see their their battery is really built into the frame and that's what gives them more stability and then obviously more range yeah i'm not sure if it helps with stability i think that's just a smart way of saying it makes your bike heavier which i can't negative um uh, yeah, but we're, we're big believers in um, modular e-bike batteries. Instead of carrying a battery with 100 miles range on every trip you do that's only two miles, just take a smaller battery, recharge it, or pack an extra battery. So I think that's one of the USPs of Switch is our e-bikes, the ones that our customers have converted by themselves, the future ones that we're going to release, Switch e-bikes are really, really lightweight, and that is a huge advantage. Uh, and and key to that is having a modular small battery that doesn't reduce the range at all because you can just buy more batteries three batteries that do 10 miles each cost the same as one battery that does 30 miles uh, but you have the bonus of if you're only going five miles you only need to take one small battery with you and and finally as we as we wrap up here there's been a lot of talk about how the electric car companies are, are having to try to find new battery technology that they can get away from the current lithium model and try to get something that's going to be smaller, easier to charge, quicker to charge, lighter weight. Is that the same thing that you have in mind too, trying to find new battery technology in the future that will make your battery lighter and easier to charge? Yeah, well, the, the battery technology we use has always been cutting edge. Uh, we're updating it every year in line with the latest technology uh, but part of the beauty of switch is by design our battery is small compact and the and the sustainability environmental impact is incredibly low um, so for comparison uh, when you buy uh, a complete electric bike the carbon impact of that is about 10 times worse than just buying a switch kit the reason for that is that the environmental impact of making the bike, the metal, the rubber, all of the parts, the gears, all the spokes, all of that stuff, that is actually where most of the carbon impact lies. There's a similar parallel with cars, which is that a lot of the carbon impact of cars is the chassis, the motor, the wheels, you know. So um, if you if you take account of the full environmental impact of, of a switch kit versus an e-bike versus a car, this kit with a really small battery that the environmental impact is absolutely tiny and it pays for itself within a year or two of you cycling more instead of driving a car very interesting oliver it's very interesting and and i wish you nothing but success for the e-bike kit and uh hopefully you're going to sell a million of them and and you'll be uh, a billionaire and you can <laughs> and then you can start donating them to all around the world right yeah, well, I hope in 10 years I can give Elon Musk a call and uh, ask if, if he'll uh, let me acquire Tesla and add it to the Switch umbrella. Perfect.
There you go. Uh, dreams and aspirations. <laughs> Oliver Montague, thank you so much, CEO and co-founder of Switch Technology. Again, you can get all their information in the description of this show. Thanks for being here, and thanks for uh, for chatting with me about uh, about your Switch kit. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Again, you can find all that information in switchbike.com, S-W-Y. T-C-H-B-I-K-E, switchbike.com. The link, of course, is in the description of this show. Pretty interesting idea just to have that, uh, you know, the front wheel be the motor and then, you know, hook up the uh, battery to it and and off you go and give you some more range. It it seems like it's an interesting uh, uh, concept and and maybe it would work for you. I, I have seen, as I mentioned to Oliver during the interview, that there are these conversion kits on Alibaba and on uh, AliExpress and, you know, from, from direct, basically direct from China. And I think that's what he was doing is looking probably for a kit, saw these things, got one shipped to him, said, I'm an engineer and I can uh, figure this out a lot better. And that's, that's what he's doing. So there are those cheaper options out there. Uh, and, and it's really inexpensive if you get one. Uh, directly from China than than getting one from the switch kit. But hey, you, you're not getting uh, uh, Oliver's expertise in his in his engineering uh, expertise as well, and uh, all the uh, battery upgrades, I guess. Uh, but anyway, all his information is in there. And I, I'm not yet on the e-bike. I'm not yet on the bike. Um, I just don't have time to go doing the bike. Even though I should go, you know, there's there's all kinds of bike trails around me. I, I like being on a bike. I, I You couldn't get me off a bike when I was a kid, but I had a BMX bike, and we used to jump things, and I still have a little rock in my elbow, a little piece of rock from uh, where I wiped out one time. I guess I didn't clean it out well enough, and there it still sits, uh, a rock. So that's if you need to identify the body. Just look for the rock in the elbow, uh, and then you can identify it. It's me. <laughs> All right, anyway, thanks if you have any questions or comments. You sure can leave them there uh, in any of my contact links on the, in the description of the show. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Jason Liber, the Traffic Guy. Be safe, and as always, happy motoring. <laughs>